RTHK News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Steve Dunthorne. Tonight's headlines. The police once again banned the June 4th candlelight vigil, saying health and public order are at risk. Tycoon Jimmy Lai and his banks are told they'll face consequences if they have any dealings with the national security suspects' accounts. And pro-government lawmakers celebrate as they approve Beijing's sweeping reforms of the SAR's electoral system. The police have banned the June 4th candlelight vigil at Victoria Park for the second year in a row. Thousands of people have gathered each year for the event to commemorate democracy campaigners killed in Tiananmen Square in 1989. But officers ruled that the vigil would increase the risk of spreading the coronavirus and endanger public order. The vigil organiser, the Hong Kong Alliance in support of patriotic democratic movements of China, says it will appeal. Its spokeswoman is Chow Hung Tung. I think the government has been talking about like, relaxing all this uh, anti-COVID measure already. And for, for, for them now to use a, basically a template letter very similar to what they gave us last year, it's a sign of laziness and a sign that they haven't actually considered the, the, the actual situation right now. Security Secretary John Lee has confirmed that he had warned National Security Suspect Jimmy Lai and two major banks here not to have any dealings with the media tycoon's frozen accounts. The Reuters news agency had earlier reported that they were threatened with up to seven years in prison if they failed to comply, a move that it said had exposed new risks for clients and top financial managers in Hong Kong. But as Vicky Wong reports, Mr Lee stressed ordinary businesses have nothing to worry about. Reuters reports that Security Secretary John Lee sent letters to Jimmy Lai at Stanley Prison and to branches of HSBC and Citibank this month. The agency says it's seen the documents which threatens up to seven years jail for any dealings with the billionaire's accounts in Hong Kong, including disposal or conversion, using them as collateral or transferring them in or out of Hong Kong. Both banks declined to comment, but Mr Lee confirmed that he had sent the letters without specifying what the potential penalties were. It is my duty to specify in my notice to the relevant parties what will be the consequences if they fail to comply with my direction. The purpose of my notice is targeted at the offences-related property in relation to offences endangering national security. Normal businesses have nothing to do with any act that may endanger national security. Earlier this month, authorities had frozen all Next Digital shares held by Mr Lai, along with local bank accounts of three companies he owns, in the first use of such powers under the national security law. He faces three national security charges, including allegedly colluding with a foreign country. Shares of Next Digital soared 330% after trading resumed today before pairing the gains to close up 50%. Trading resumed after the publisher said it had enough working capital for more than 18 months without any additional funding from the tycoon. LegCo has completed a series of legal changes to implement Beijing's sweeping overhaul of the way Hong Kong chooses its lawmakers and the chief executive. While critics say the changes will stifle opposition voices, the government and its supporters say the new system will end radicalism in LegCo and help the SAR return to the right track. Wendy Wong reports. 40 lawmakers voted in favour of the changes, with two against and no abstentions. The number of seats in LegCo will grow from 70 to 90, but at the same time, the number of legislators picked by the public will fall from 40 to 20. 
The election committee that selects the chief executive will let another 300 members to 1,500. It will also choose 40 members of the legislature, and there will be 30 seats filled by functional constituencies. A strange and vetting process involving the police and the government designed to block candidates who are not considered to be patriots will be imposed. But Legco President Andrew Leung brushed aside concerns that this arrangement would effectively block pro-democracy candidates. I believe that after the implementation of Patriots Minister in Hong Kong, there will continue to be a spectrum of different voices in the legislature to reflect the overall interests of Hong Kong. Other legal amendments mean it will be a crime for anyone to encourage others to boycott an election or cast blank or spoiled ballots, with offenders risking up to three years in prison. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is coming up to five minutes past 11. The Chief Executive Carrie Lam thanked lawmakers for their tireless efforts in passing the electoral reform bill at lightning speed, her colleagues for putting it all together, and the public for their support. As Priscilla Ung reports, she also said none of it would have been possible if it wasn't for Beijing. In a lengthy statement issued moments after Leshko approved the bill, Carrie Lam said this was a landmark occasion which marked a new era where there will only be patriots in the legislature and no anti-China forces. I'm pleased that we have expeditiously completed the task to amend the local electoral legislation within two months, she said. The chief executive added that the task would not have been possible without the guidance of the central government, the full cooperation of the Lechko, the support expressed by members of the community, and the hard work of her colleagues. But as well as the praise, Mrs. Lam also had some condemnation, blasting foreign politicians and media who have said the overhaul tramples on the rights of Hong Kong people and is designed to keep opposition voices out of the legislature. Those misplaced comments and their ulterior motives were very much what had been seen in their unjustified criticisms against the national security law, the statement said. She added, the improvement to the electoral system of the HKSAR is both timely and necessary, as anti-China forces had created chaos in the LegCo, paralyzed the operation of the HKSAR government, and even colluded with external forces to undermine Hong Kong's safety and interests. No country or government could turn a blind eye to such dangers, Mrs. Lam concluded. An academic in Chinese studies says if Democrats participate in December's LegCo elections, they'll be legitimising what he calls rigged polls. Kevin Carrico, a senior research fellow at Monash University in Melbourne, told RTHK's Backchat programme there was a fine line between representing the aspirations of citizens and compromising with an unrepresentative system. In the past, I can certainly understand compromising, working within an imperfect system made sense. However, I think that at this point, the political system in Hong Kong is beyond really any sense of representativeness, beyond any sense of redemption. And I feel that essentially Democrats participating in this system would indeed be essentially window dressing. The Centre for Health Protection has reported no new COVID cases, either local or imported, for the first time since October last year. But an infectious disease specialist, Wilson Lam, sounded a note of caution, warning that more time is needed to confirm whether silent transmission has truly stopped. It's hard to tell at this moment because the fourth wave is probably officially ended. 
but we are stabilizing, but we have to look in the coming few days or one or two weeks, make sure that silent transition is totally gone as well, because uh, we have to make sure that, for example, the recent uh, cases in domestic helpers also not transmitting the virus to other people in the community. So if we are okay in the coming part, uh, in the coming one, two weeks, then, then we probably will be fine. Officials also confirmed that a nurse who tested positive for the coronavirus was not actually infected. Further tests show that traces of the virus in her upper respiratory tract actually came from the Sinovac jab she was working with. Beijing has denounced the United States after President Biden ordered an intelligence investigation of claims that the coronavirus originated as a leak from a Chinese laboratory. A growing number of scientists have called for a re-examination of the theory. The foreign ministry spokesman in Beijing, Xia Lijian, accused the US of peddling conspiracies and politicizing the pandemic. Some people in the US are spreading conspiracy theories and disinformation, such as a laboratory leak. This is a very disrespectful approach to the scientific spirit and research findings of the WHO expert team and undermines the global solidarity to fight the virus. London says it has received 34,000 applications for a new visa from Hong Kongers seeking residency in the UK, far more than requests for visas of any type by EU citizens in the same period. Priscilla Ng has a story. The new residency route, which opened for applications on January 31st, allows Hong Kong British national overseas passport holders and their immediate families to apply for entry visas. After several years, they can apply to become British citizens. The scheme was introduced in response to the imposition of the national security law last year, with critics saying it had stripped the SAR of its promised high degree of autonomy and trampled on people's basic rights and freedoms. Britain's Home Office said it has so far received 34,000 applications from Hong Kong residents and has approved 7,200 requests. It added that only around 5,300 EU citizens applied for visas of any type in the first three months of the year. Before Brexit, EU citizens had been free to work in Britain without restrictions. The British government had previously said it expects the BNO scheme to attract more than 300,000 people and their dependents to move to the UK over the next five years. On Monday, former chief executive Tong Chi Hua urged people who are considering leaving Hong Kong to think again, saying the SAR has what it takes to become the place everybody wants to be. He accused those who've moved to places like the UK of lacking foresight. The Hospital Authority Employees Alliance says it's received a warning from censors requesting information on its plans to screen two films about the June 4th crackdown. The union said on social media that staff from the Office for Film, Newspaper and Article Administration visited its premises tonight, asking for more details of its plans for the screening. The union said the office had said in a letter that it failed to seek approval for the screenings. Australia's ambassador to China has been barred from the trial of an academic held on spying charges in a case that has exacerbated a bitter row between the two nations. The trial of Australian Yang Jun, who's already been detained for more than two years on accusations of espionage, was held behind closed doors in Beijing this morning amid a heavy security presence outside the courthouse. The Australian ambassador, Graham Fletcher, spoke to reporters after he was turned away from the courtroom. This is deeply uh, regrettable uh, and concerning and unsatisfactory. 
We've had long-standing concerns about this case, including lack of transparency, and therefore have concluded that it's an instance of arbitrary detention. Mr Yang's lawyer, Mao Xiaoping, said the hearing concluded shortly before 5pm, with a verdict to be issued at a later date. However, he refused to further comment, saying the case involved state secrets. Overseas, the French President Emmanuel Macron has asked Rwandans to forgive France for its failings linked to the 1994 genocide in which 800,000 ethnic Tutsis and moderate Hutus died. Mr Macron said France did not listen to warnings about the impending genocide and that for too long it had valued silence over examination of the truth. But speaking at the genocide memorial in the Rwandan capital Kigali, he said France was not an accomplice in the killings. A genocide survivors group said it regretted the lack of a clear apology from Mr Macron. But at a joint news conference, the Rwandan president, Paul Kagame, praised him for bravery in asking Rwandans for forgiveness. Despite some loud noises and voices, President Macron took this step. Politically and morally, this was an act of tremendous courage. Sport and leading Japanese doctors' associations have led the latest calls for the Olympics to be reconsidered if current coronavirus infection rates continue. The head of a Tokyo doctors' group said there would be a rebound when thousands of people arrive from abroad unless cases drop significantly before July. Here's the BBC's Will Leonardo. Warnings about holding the Olympics as planned in July are now coming almost daily. On Thursday, Japanese doctors lined up to sound the alarm. One said the Games could even lead to a new Olympic strain of the virus. Case numbers in Tokyo haven't declined quickly despite a state of emergency. Japan's government has now reportedly decided to extend the measures in the capital until a month before the opening ceremony. Japan has promised to hold the event in a COVID-secure manner, but there's been anger among a wary public at the International Olympic Committee's insistence on the Games going ahead What? the state of the country's outbreak. Despite the uncertainty, local gymnast Shek Weihang is pressing ahead with his plans to represent Hong Kong in Tokyo. Shek's coach, Sergei Agafantsev, says he's training hard and plans to perform one of the most difficult jumps in the sport. Today you can see feel more, now much more confidence for perform this too difficult skill. It's really difficult and only few people in the world can do this work. A reminder of our top stories tonight. The police once again banned the June 4th candlelight vigil, saying health and public order are at risk. Tycoon Jimmy Lai and his banks are told they'll face consequences if they have any dealings with the national security suspects' accounts. And pro-government lawmakers celebrate as they approve Beijing's sweeping reforms of the SAR's electoral system. The news from RTHK. Radio 3 When you can't take any more When you feel your life is over And pick up your pen And I'll put you together again If your faith will 
me, my friend, and I'll put you together again. song, powerful words, and into our quieter side of 11 o'clock. Peter King with you here through till 1am. Hot chocolate, of course, and I'll put you together again. No matter where you are, what you're doing, just take a break. As we listen to a song next from Yvonne Elliman here on Free. Try not to get worried, try not to turn on to problems that upset you. Don't you know everything's alright, yes, everything's fine And we want you to sleep well tonight Let the world turn without you tonight If we try, we'll get by, so forget all about us tonight 